0: And we have worm Sign. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Mars on Life. I'm Ryan Mancini, and joined with me, as always,
1: as he takes the a other sip. guy,
0: Sebastian Shug. <laughs> hey, we're both the other guys. There's no, <laughs> there's no hierarchy here. We're both other guys.
1: So, okay, it's been about I want to say a couple months since. The, uh, the world decided to let the government rule their lives, uh, essentially when this whole thing started. And I'm not one to put my tinfoil hat on or uh, speak with such an Alex Jones, Ian uh, decor, but I'm going to break it down into three kind of groups of people that just kind of speak to me as being goddamn idiots about this, about this whole mm-hmm. bleach situation. Oh... <laughs> yeah. So there's the people who believe that this can actually work. There's the people who are engaging in said activity. And then there's the people who believe that spinning it to progress their certain political agenda Mm -hmm. is going to make them sound more intelligent. Mm -hmm. As if the world needs more Amanda Todd's, okay, with the whole drinking of the bleach and the injecting of certain chemicals and – This is why I thoroughly believe natural selection is in its prime, but it's very just I don't know. I I, a lot of people would say, oh, well, being being so apolitical, it's so ignorant. I find it very humorous because there there really is nothing you could ever get offended by. And the whole bleach joke, as old as it is, what are we like, 2011, 2012, when this first when this uh, took off? Wasn't that around the time of the whole bath salts thing? It's coming back, and I couldn't be dying harder from laughter, okay? (laughs) And it doesn't matter whether you swing left, right, center, or sideways. It's funny, you know? It's funny that people are actually believing it, and it's funny that some people are actually doing it. Although, although, much like the whole cut for Bieber uh, incident way back. Oh my goodness, I remember that. was As much as people want to believe that it's real, I don't. It is still funny because I happen to find dark humor funny because uh, a white guy over here. Um, I'm willing to bet, you know, I'm willing to put all my uh, chips in the kettle here when I say this. I do feel like a lot of these are the same sort of like 4chan type pranks, which (laughs) to be fair are in bad taste. But if you like that sort of stuff, then you shouldn't see a problem with it. The people uh, injecting themselves with uh, <laughs> sterilized needles hooked up to like a uh, a bottle of Fabuloso. I don't know. I find that hilarious. Huh? Well, that's just
0: it. It's gone from 4chan to and I, I you know I, I speak as somebody who I have not perused 4chan. I have oh, seen dude, what others it, have seen. It is hysterical. and I I refuse to no you go know what? down. If uh, you the way think- I see it, 4chan 4chan is like uh, remember in the umpire strikes back when luke goes into the tunnel and he has the vision with vader that's 4chan to me that that's take, like take it's take just gonna advice, show man. me the ugly side of humanity
1: oh no but see that's the point that to have it so um uh collated if that's the word you know uh, just uh like congealed con- into one space like conge- but you know what you go into there knowing you're gonna be in there for a shit show and, I, and this episode isn't dedicated to um uh, to 4chan, nor are we endorsed. Uh, <laughs> but it's oh, a matter of like, you're going in there knowing that, uh, first of all, you don't go in there knowing you're about to be def- uh, offended. Okay, that's why you turn off your brain when you go in there. The the whole idea, I mean, and, and mind
0: you, it's not so much the president got the idea of injecting ourselves with bleach or putting ultraviolet light in our skin, which saying yeah. both of those sentences, I, I feel like – I can feel my IQ dropping just saying no, those but see sentences. No, but see,
1: that's the thing. That's the thing. You don't look at that statement as an air of professionalism because it's not supposed to be looked at with professionalism. Oh, well, well, he, he's the president. Yeah. Let's well, just it. You can't. But, would like, you, presidency. Really? Would you really – would, really, would you really do that? You know, like, would you really
0: act okay. on that? initiate but, but, but that's just it that's just it this was a guy who said and he's proved it time and again and this is why i think he's going to get a second term is that he can shoot someone on fifth avenue and get away with it and as we speak he's he's overseeing 9 11 times 17 in terms of the number of People dying from coronavirus, and he's yucking it up and joking with reporters, saying, oh, having a fun time in the White House press room," and yet he's also looking to, looking directly at healthcare professionals, saying, "Basically, we're gonna look into and and that's just it." Whenever I've watched, I've followed this guy so closely, I feel like I'm going crazy. It's you know, it's kind of like Gollum. When he has the ring and, and the progression going from Smeagol to Gollum. That's me. Yeah, watching. man, what the, hell is wrong, what,
1: what the hell is wrong with you? All right. Just well, step back. Go I, outside. Well,
0: it's, Fuck. I, I know, I, I, I just need to, <laughs> I got to get out of the cave every once in a while. Um, Damn it. But The uh, ring isn't going to be around forever. But, uh, hey, but the sushi. Um, But it's just like, whenever, it's one of those characteristics of his presidency where, and I, you know, I, I, I've been obsessed with the American presidency since I was a kid. Um, I'm one of those people where I don't think we need a great person or a great you know, figure to become president. We just need somebody effective, and that's why I, I've stopped paying attention to the election coverage because none of it matters anymore. And real, realistically, the presidency doesn't matter anymore because there's never really been any dignity or anything to the office worth touting about. And I think this last week has proven it when he's looking at people within his own coronavirus task force saying we're going to look into putting UV light under the skin and somehow using disinfectant injections. And, and it's kind of like – that's we're just it. Turn those frogs.
1: He looks – <laughs> oh,
0: <laughs> he, he is – oh, he, he's been Alex Jones since before he was inaugurated. It's, um, you know, but I, it's just that he – that's just it is it, is it he says these for things me,
1: is it wrong for me to just bellyache laugh over this shit you know like is it so wrong of me to just like dry heave with the amount of stupidity like well you Does you do, and i
0: you and yeah. i can do that it, it's it's yeah. joe schmo who you know it, it's your average person who you know they're they're so yeah, out yeah, of the it's, loop it's,
1: It's your average person or no, actually, on the other side of that, it's your average person who eats, breathes and shits politics to such a fault. And again, doesn't matter which way you swing. It's a matter of, oh, well, the president's expectations aren't aligned with mine. Fuck this or, oh, no, we should support this. And it's like at the the end of the day. You're still going to go to bed mad. Yeah, you're still going to go to bed unfulfilled about big brother in the sky not so much watching you but oh well he didn't look out for me hmm. and it's well, like and, and, and it's realistically like, he, he
0: isn't the, i mean and this is a white house I, with no plan yeah so like you know the, for the lack of a better term combat coronavirus
1: like you who the fuck am i to, to politically commentate as a 20 something year old because everyone with their Everyone with their JDs out of a cereal box is saying the exact same thing on Twitter, saying, oh, well, you know, we, we really should be looking at this from an economic or a racial or an artistic or some other facet. And it's like, you know, y- you don't specialize in any of those subjects. OK. Yeah. Well let's, about well, let's face <laughs> it. Besides law.
0: Let's face it. When, when we when we ask the same people who advocated for the Iraq war about how badly they think the president is handling this, uh, crisis. I mean, you're already, you're already pouring dirt in the grave. Oh yeah. That's just it. I mean, you're, you're already asking the wrong people. This is what I've, I've told people consistently for the last month, that or last month and a half or so that we've been in, in our quarantine is that, you know, at this point, I mean, it's unprecedented to have a plague, During an election year. I mean, there were there were midterms, I think, going on during the Spanish flu. Mm -hmm. But in terms of a a presidential election where someone could either get reelected or booted out of office and replaced, that's never happened. And I think we are in kind of a danger zone where, you know, legally, an election has to take place. But the law doesn't really make much of a difference when you have people that are complaining about their civil liberties in terms of, you know, oh, I want to get a haircut or I want to stuff my face with a greasy burger. And it's like, well, here's the thing, the civil liberty. I mean, mind you, th- those are just daily things. It's not like those are civil liberties. You know, the civil liberties are things that the American and during the American revolution, they were fought for and earned through a war that, mind you, I'm pretty sure coronavirus actually has killed more people than the American Revolution. Uh, I, and, I, I, I mean, as as
1: much as that. as much as I would, you know, kind of be the one to defend that and say, you know, well, yeah, well, like, me, as, well, hang yeah. on, I haven't,
0: I haven't finished my point. My point being that the civil liberty that people really need to be antsy about, arguably, and I, I have a reason. I have a little asterisk for why I say arguably. But the civil liberty they need to be most concerned about is the election, because as much as there is law saying we must have an election, otherwise – I mean, because ultimately if there is no if, – if things don't turn out the way they do in terms of people go out and vote in November, it's something that Congress has to handle. And you know, Trump is vehemently against mail-in voting, and of course Biden's team – I don't think it's Biden, but Biden's team, mark my words, Trump could argue, oh, well, we don't really need an election now, or, oh, you should just keep me as president. The reason why I say arguably this is the civil, civil liberty people need to worry the most about is that this has already happened in, in terms of, of uh, elections that have been robbed or rigged or basically something you would see in South America. It's happened before. It happened in 1876. It happened in 2000. I mean, you know, maybe it happened in 2016, if you believe the Mueller report. And guess what? Uh, Rutherford B. Hayes in 1876, still president. In 2000, George Bush, he got two terms. So, you know, this is kind of what the people that are bitching and moaning in Huntington Beach and in Georgia and in Vegas about, you know, I want to get a haircut. And those people need to realize These are the most mundane things.
1: You know, when you're quarantined, though, it becomes such a, you know, when you suffer from so much sensory deprivation of being inside all day. Yeah. Any minuscule little thing like I'm excited to go to work in the morning (laughs) to be an essential worker. And, you know, it's not just the matter of like, oh, well, the paycheck's nice, no doubt. But I think are you getting hazard pay? No, I'm not. Yeah, boo. But anyway, you know, the the whole like active investing and like a 401k, uh, that's also implemented. So I'm already um, shafted in order to put that aside, which, by the way, again, not speaking from an economic point of view, because Mm -hmm. fucking numbers, am I right? Uh, (laughs) It's gone back up, thankfully. And I only lost like, I want to say like $1,500, which kind of sucks. All right, that does uh, suck, yeah. But uh well, well, speaking of which, did you get your uh your check from Comrade Trump, no, your socialist no, check? I no, I did not. Oh, okay. okay. And I, and the thing is, as much as each and every day, you know, I'm not like <sighs> like is it here? No. I'm not going to off myself if I don't happen to get it, which is just kind of the reality we live in of if I can get out of bed in the morning and put in the hours then I'm not so much worried about the fe- worried about it. And I'm not one I'm not going to be one to stand on a soapbox and speak for those who are unemployed who are receiving the check and how it's voraciously affecting them in a beneficial way because I'm not unemployed. Yeah. Well, and, that, and that's where I'm at where I'm yeah. getting I got my I got my yeah, check I, from
0: I don't uh, want leader number 1 uh to to borrow from 1984 and darkness at noon. Um, it probably depends on who you ask, like, especially with our extended friend group. I think it depends on who you ask, because I know of at least a few people that are still working. I know one person, one friend of ours, Brandon, I mean, he works at a bank. That's just it, is that unless people broadcast that they've lost their job, then, I mean, because that's just it. Like, 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 I did, like, I, I basically I was like, well, this sucks, but I, I you know, because I people that i worked with at my last job they did like they basically said well the company temporarily laid everybody off and these were people i was expecting to see uh mid-march and of course now one of them uh hopefully we can have her on as a guest on our show and vice versa
1: Um, she's she's got her own show can i just ask real quick what the benefit is of like you said broadcasting it Right. No, I I you know agree. like broadcasting I, I agree broadcasting the shitty situation that everybody as a collective is in, yeah. and it's like I mean if any well here I, here's I hate the to thing. sound I hate to sound insensitive, but what makes X person more special? Well, yeah. well no, and, I don't I don't, I don't, I, don't I don't mean to say it, you know, you know yeah. not humanistically, but it's just a matter of like, well, dude, I've I've been hearing this shit all over social media. Okay. I'm not going to sit here with a chip on my shoulder and say, oh, well, I'm an essential worker. I'm going to be fine, you know, pinky to the mouth, Dr. Evil style. Okay. No. Well, there's... But what well, I am going to say is that I think yeah. people like you who are taking more of a humbled approach and, as you said to me, in, you know, previously, um, back when we were allowed on the street, <laughs> the the motif of never stop hustling, I find that incrementally a thousand times better than than a laid off journal number six thousand eight hundred if anything when when people
0: we know announce for example you know if they announce that they've lost their job because of this if anything it's giving you perspective as to the fact that it's not like as though coronavirus is something that only affects a few people it, it, it's affecting everyone and right. i think and i think there are still people, especially in the United States, that still don't understand that. Like in my like in my situation, you know, I've lost my job. I didn't broadcast it because I didn't find it necessary. It's it seemed pretty self explanatory. Right. Not to mention, you know, I I would rather just directly tell people, hey, you know, I've lost work. You know, I don't think I can invest in a trip anytime soon. Um. But on top of that, you know, it's no different from when you find out somebody you know has coronavirus. Because somebody that somebody the same person that I was just mentioning who she's got her own YouTube show and and podcast, I believe she's got her own podcast. Um, she had coronavirus, mm-hmm. and right now she's the only person I've known to have it. And as far as I know, she's totally she's healthy well, now. Well, how she's t- well how.
1: How was she taking it is my question. You know, was she taking it in stride, having a positive outlook on it? Well that that's just it, is that she I think attitude is really just kind of the main deciding factor, you know, like if you're given that oh, yeah. news or that sort of debriefing of hey, you're you're now stuck in a shitty situation. And it sounds like the most bullshit mogul entrepreneurial approach as a response to this when i say this but it's really how you handle the situation that determines your success in life it's like you know shut the fuck up i could read that out of a toddler book but (laughs) well
0: i think in her case that's that's just it is that she took it like getting sick with anything else i think um but at the same time it wasn't like she was uh downtrodden
1: about it you know
0: yeah. I mean, she, she wasn't doing that. She wasn't broadcasting, you know, hey, everybody, I have coronavirus. It was more like it was incremental in the sense that, you know, she had a few good things going on uh, the week that this all started. And then she was kind of quiet on Instagram for a few weeks. And then she came back and said, hey, so I think I had coronavirus and I had X, y, I had X, Y, and Z symptoms, and I'm feeling better now, and, and yada, 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 and since then, you know, it's it's been another several weeks since she made that initial uh, post because she did ultimately post saying, hey, just so you know, I had coronavirus, and I see some of you, some of my followers or friends having fun, joking around, going out, and doing things that could jeopardize your health. Take it from me and don't do it. Like I I have lamented over um, California's unemployment department and how they've been handling. um, They just in the last 24 hours, they were finally doing maintenance on a website that I'm pretty sure was two years old and not up to date other than an additional tab that gave you the option to basically tell the state of California I lost my job because of coronavirus. I was able to recertify for benefits. Um, I've still got some issues that I got to figure out that are really bizarre. Um, but, yeah, it, I mean, that's just its we're, we're coming close to what's going to be um, the, finally the announcement of you know how much the country is making, how many jobs have been lost. And how many people are unemployed? And, you know, it, every prediction that you hear basically says that we're either at or above Great Depression levels of unemployment. Um, that being said, people who file for unemployment aren't necessarily unemployed. Um, right. They could just be finding an extra source of income. But uh, I mean, that and that's just it, too, is that. It's where you need to find work while you're filing for unemployment that's tricky because you know, when I file my uh, employment stuff, I make it clear, look, I'm healthy, I'm fine, and I'm doing this all digitally. I'm not speaking to anybody over the phone, but I do it all digitally, and I make it abundantly clear, I am totally healthy, I am 100% healthy, but here's my reason for not taking any work. Which is I am in quarantine because of the global pandemic. Which the fact that I have to type that out in a box is jarring and it's weird, but that's life. I mean, that's just it. Is I'm and maybe it's the existentialist in me that's like, you know what? It's life. Get over it. Move on. And that's the part of me that when it rolling it back to uh, Trump and. The disinfectant, which, of course, Lysol had to come out and say, please don't
1: put any of our products within your body. It's like the Tide Pod advertisement when Tom oh, was my. like, please don't eat the Tide Pods. It's like, you know, even back then, I knew people were doing it. But did I contribute? Of course, fucking not. But did I laugh at people who did? You better believe it, you know, and yeah. and, and it, it's the it's the humorous doomerism within yeah. me. That I completely, I fully endorse it when it does shoot into me. You know what I mean? It's like, it, it's such it's such a dumb, humanistic trait that some people have. And whether or not they're doing it for attention or genuine curiosity, doesn't matter. Okay. Right. I don't know. I, I wouldn't say it's humanistic. It's more. It's it's human nature. It, it's human nature, but it's just, human nature to just to just look its, at a car on the side of the road worst. up in smoke and just fucking rubberneck. You know, you're not supposed to do it. It really fucks up the rest of the, the and, traffic. But you know, and that's just it
0: too is because and you made the comment at the start of the show, and I've I've known a lot of people from all across my life um and it was really scary i had a facebook post where i had people from all different like different increments of my life commenting on whatever shit trump says uh there's a sitcom and <laughs> you know they would keep saying the same thing about you know natural selection or laughs and darwin you know stuff like that laughs and darwin and the thing is, Count, is that, me. that's just it is i'm and that this is the irony about myself is that as much as i'm very much a humanist there is a part of me that i will argue to people and and mind you out of all the arguments that i have with people this is the one where i just stop caring because it's not even an argument worth having but it's it's an argument that uh god delights in human evil and as a humanist as a secularist that's what i'm going to say to people is that you know you may think Oh, the people you know, people are gonna listen to Trump because they like him and they're going to inject bleach or you know, Bolsonaro from Brazil or Boris Johnson have it, they're gonna go because they're bad guys. But that's just it. That has not happened. And that's not to say and that's not to say that the people protesting aren't going to get coronavirus. It also means but they're not they, necessarily going to die from it either. So yeah. even when people argue it's natural selection, it doesn't make much of a difference because all the bad people are still alive. I mean Trump, and, and, Trump and, and really Trump was around
1: like five people with coronavirus, and he still doesn't have it as far as and, we know. And how, and how prescient. This entire Zoomer generation is complaining in droves about how much they hate boomer policies – Yet are surprisingly silent. What you got to do if if you're gonna try and get your your head
0: out of reality? Look for the spice. Look for the uh, look for Worm Sign. Look for the spice melange. And uh, once once you have Worm Sign, he who controls the spice controls the universe. And this leads into our our uh, oh what a fucking segue. Our, our very <laughs> beloved uh, topic that. I I sound like I've discovered this, but this is something that's been around since 1965.
1: Yeah, dude It's like you've you've emerged with the idol out of the uh, uh, out of the uh, the tomb in Raiders of the Lost Ark. It's like it's like oh, only to have it be handed over
0: to someone else. Oh know? my goodness! It's oh I, I'm and I'm one of those people where I'm I'm I don't know. I only know one other person who's aware of the Dune saga or Dune franchise. Well, please, you go, make in, all of please it.
1: go into it and let's let's finally
0: uh, or at least I only know one person personally.
1: Let's um, finally unload this uh, pressure chamber that you've been sitting on for the past four days. <laughs> <laughs> you've been talking about this nonstop and like passion to a fault. Almost. I'm sitting in bed sleeping. It's like. I want to say after nine, like I took a nap or whatever, And I wake up to at least, like, seven messages from you. (laughs) You know, when I woke up, uh, because that's how I missed your message at 4 p.m. the other day, and I'm just like, oh, wait a minute. Why am I seeing these messages now? And, like, all these messages—Dune, Star Wars, some meme, I don't know, fucking— Oh, yeah,
0: yeah. Well, one of those was a video about uh, claiming that George Lucas um, stole from Dune, which— Speaking as a fan of both, I mean, and and mind you, I I, am I'm a new I'm a newcomer to to the Dune saga, um. So, and I don't know how much of the supplemental material I'm going to ever get into, just because this is a science fiction franchise that truly is unlike anything you've ever seen in like Star Wars and Star Trek are so simple and so formulaic, whereas this takes religion, politics, um, ecology, uh, te- technology, artificial intelligence. This takes all of those things into so many bizarre directions that frankly, no pun intended, uh, because the author's name is Frank Herbert. Um, <laughs> that I kind of wish star Wars took, um, now now to kind of get to the meat of what at least what the first book the, the book that started this all dune what it's all about um so i it's it's set in the far future it's like 20,000 years in the future or or as i say um a long uh, a long time from now in a galaxy far far away and it's in a lot of ways it's like game of thrones where it's game of thrones meets star wars because you have this empire or as it's called in the imperium that rules several planets across the galaxy across different galaxies and you have all of these different family houses that are all vying and fighting each other for power um kind of like the starks and the Lannisters and the Greyjoys from Game of Thrones. Um, You have the Treaties family, the Harkonnens. You have a a whole slew of families. Um, And I've done a little bit of research into some of the other supplemental material. Um, The the first book largely takes place on this planet that is... You know how Tatooine was such a useless planet other than having Luke and Anakin be from Tatooine? Right, The planet Arrakis, which is also called Dune, produces the spice that is the ultimate source of revenue, energy, you know, whatever. And there's a lot—and Frank Herbert made a lot of analogies with politics, religion, ecology, environmentalism in the Dune books that he wrote, mm-hmm. but— it's basically about these families, and finally the Atreides family um, are allowed their fiefdom over the planet Arrakis. And there's some fighting going on, there's some skirmishes with another family, and it results in the son, the heir apparent to this uh, this house, and his name is Paul Atreides, who's basically the Luke Skywalker of the Dune saga of sorts. He, well, okay. He's kind of the Luke Skywalker. It's kind of a reverse because, you know, and I don't know if I'm going to read the books about his son because arguably it, it's, it's like, imagine if Anakin Skywalker and Darth Vader were Luke Skywalker's son. That's kind of sort of how it is with Paul and his lineage. Um, but he ends up joining a bunch of, indigenous people on the planet and there it's it's it turns into you know avatar or dances with wolves where he kind of has to rally these people against tyranny and that's just it with this universe is that there's no there is technology but apparently there's no technology that's computer based. And that's because, and this is the thing that I, I've like lost my mind over, and, and this is what I keep telling you about how Dune has its own Clone Wars. They had this thing called the Butlerian Jihad, which basically was like a, a decades-long war that got rid of all computers and robots. There's no aliens in Dune. It's just, if you see anything that looks alien... You just have to take it as it's a highly evolved human. And because the human body can react to the spice in an interesting way where it change, it can change your uh, – it changes your biology. It can prolong your life, and it was – it's very – like it, the, that's why there's a line in the David Lynch movie of he who controls the spice controls the universe. I still haven't watched – Uh, the David Lynch movie. I don't know if I will, um, just because the Warner brothers film adaptation is coming out at the end of the year, fingers crossed the levels of, uh, in universe storytelling that this book gives is like what you would get in star Wars. And I know, um, prior to recording, I told you that a line that Obi-Wan gives to Luke of, uh, Uh, A Jedi can always feel the force flowing through him. There's lines like that all of the time in Dune, and that's because Frank Herbert was building his universe as he kept going. Mind you, there's parts of the book that are extremely interesting to get through. I won't say difficult, but it, it starts to get into, like, Shakespeare territory where you're thinking to yourself, how do these adjectives fit with each other in a sentence? And then ultimately, it results in Paul not only realizing that he has a destiny, based off of the fact that his mom is a part of this almost Jedi-like sisterhood called the Bene Gesserit, and and apparently they even have their own kind of version of the Sith. I mean, that's just it. Is I remember when we did the Star Wars episode, telling you, I want to get into Dune. You know, it seems different, seems interesting. And there's so much in it that's familiar because of Star Wars that I it, it's I don't know if that's
1: a good thing or a bad thing. See, that's the thing. I, I can't first of all, I can't keep up with an with the newest the quote unquote newest like something like Star Wars media. Kind and of mind thing. you, this is okay? Star know, Wars. Yeah, no no, right. But I know because of the whole pop culture phenomena that is Star Wars, mm-hmm. the comparison of it. Is not so much gonna detract from my overall viewing uh, of uh, of Dune, or like yeah. perspective on it, because you know I think unlike most of the world with their uh, with their opinions online, I know how to detract one point from another, and you know it doesn't have to. They don't all. Here's a tip: uh, certain subjects and certain themes uh, don't always have to run parallel. I know it's sho- it's shocking. It really is. The revelation is shocking. <laughs> but I personally believe that the public opinion of it in comparing these two mediums together, I could already see Red Letter Media having a fucking five hour ordeal over this shit. Okay, because well, when they, and, and their, that's when just it. Did, Red Letter when they Media did the whole, likes they like they David did their Lynch. whole when they did their whole Star Wars retrospective, which I think to this day. It's kind of grittingly unfunny, <laughs> the video. Um, you know, as
0: informative I still, as it, I still love their 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 critiques of the prequels. I mean, that was ultimately yeah. what what helped me kind of change it, my in
1: mind. A, in a way, it was just kind of, you know, it's 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 for a YouTube audience. I know who this is for. Yeah, <laughs> but anyway, you know,
0: I, I, I think it's well. Th- those were useful
1: because I think, you know, I was
0: still before I was introduced to them. I was still defending. The prequels and then i watched them
1: and then i rewatched the prequels and then i i you did a lot def- of thinking defending the prequels as if you know you maintained your i don't like this opinion or oh no you know- it,
0: it was it was defending them as in these are worthwhile star wars movies and they're they're
1: watchable and they're good i don't even, th- I and don't the even fact think the matter I'm-
0: is is that there, Like,
1: there, there's maybe about a quarter of that stuff that is watchable. I don't even think when we met, you had that same opinion. I think when we well, met, you hated the prequels. Oh, no. Well, that that's just it. When we
0: met, I had already seen Red Letter Media's uh, reviews for the prequels. So by the time you and I had met, I think I was already maybe a year or two out from thinking the prequels. Yeah. That being said, I can't wait to read... The Dune prequels on this war that apparently got rid of all computers and robots just because this is like the idea of of creating a religious war against machines. I mean, Terminator and the Matrix didn't even have anything on that. And the fact that this whole conflict is known as it's named after a character named Serena Butler, hence Butlerian Jihad, this is like, this must have been, this feeling that I have about it must be the same feeling that people had back in 1977 when they saw Star Wars and they heard Luke Skywalker say, you fought in the Clone Wars, and they're like, whoa, what is that? The cool Mm. thing is, with the Butlerian Jihad, is that there was an actual point behind winning over machines, which was totally get rid of them because they're going to get rid of us. And I think that's something in which the whole Clone Wars... The, I mean, as much as you know, I, I watch the Clone Wars show, it, it's a pretty damn good show. Would I go back and watch it? And yeah, maybe. Um, definitely not the episode where Jar Jar is mistaken
1: for a Jedi. Um, but uh, <laughs> It's the best Jedi know. this side of the galaxy. What the fuck are you talking about? Oh, dear. Um, <laughs> but
0: at the same time... You know, it was just two sides fighting each other, and one happened to be more, just slightly more dictatorial, I guess. Um, whereas the Republic didn't really have much of a point in getting rid of the droid armies in Star Wars, other than you knew that Palpatine had to set up the Empire, and that's literally that. That's the most. That's the only point. Whereas with this, from what I understand getting rid of all this technology, it lays the groundwork for why Dune feels like... Because in a lot of ways, the technology feels very simple. There's so much of it that's just so wild and weird that I know we can't fit into this episode. But, I I mean, I think if if we're trying to do anything with the show, with the arts, and trying to recommend or promote things, this is something that, after reading the book, after feeling curious enough... And mind you, apparently hardcore Dune fans are very iffy about the expanded material that Frank Herbert didn't write, um, filling out what the Balerian jihad is that was done by his son and another science fiction author. So, you know, there's people that are like, Oh, it's not pure. It's not pure, which mind you, we, we kind of talked about that when talking about the star Wars sequel trilogy and that that's fan fiction. Whereas the prequels, that's what George Lucas wanted. um, that being said, Frank Herbert wrote Dune as kind of a warning because you read the book and without totally giving away the ending, um you know, Paul realize the character Paul Atreides realizes that he's going to have to probably declare holy war just to win. And he he doesn't want to. And uh, or or as you when I uh, previously talked with you about it, as you so eloquently referred to it, the Skywalker jihad. <laughs>
1: And I I don't regret it. I really it, don't. It, it, he, he it's one magnum wrote, he, opus of 2020, oh, that, and it's only April. It's only that's April. gonna be on your that's gonna be on your tombstone. It's a fucking you know? epitaph for for the days, you know.
0: Yeah, I mean, overall, I I think you you I think you would like it. So, but anyway, moving on from uh the the wondrous imagination of Frank Herbert, um. <sighs>
1: We've been we've been looking through our yearbooks. Okay. So all right. So to preface, we actually wanted to do something special and a little bit more absurdist uh, last week, which now explains the delay. So yeah, we've been looking through our yearbooks and we decided to kind of make that the whole theme. Well, we were anyway. And oh boy, we got some zingers. Now, unfortunately, it's not gonna quite fit the theme to a T. Uh, let's just say that there was a uh, there was a bit of ethanol involved. Uh, you connect the dots, and you can go from there. But we got some zingers. <laughs> and um, I, I think I recall myself reading more than you, but if you say that you have some, uh, some good ones, feel free. We're just kind of going to rattle off a few of uh, some of the more prominent ones. I... Hope there's nothing indicting in this, but it's high school, so that means everything is an indictment. I think there's. And I some... only
0: I only have a a couple plus, um something that I I ended up telling the uh, the lovely people that created my sophomore year
1: yearbook. Oh jeez. Oh, you mean besides the uh, the whole lackluster print quality and. Uh... <laughs>
0: shitty photoshop oh, yeah. well, shots we were joking about I'm looking at so I'm looking at my yearbooks from sophomore and senior year and right. the spine is upside down for the senior year uh, uh cover because they they no they gave way. them covers and cuz I can read the name of my high school on the sophomore year one I can read it just perfectly my senior year, one on the side, it says "Dynamic," which was their theme. Now I can read it, but I can also—I'm not only can I read it because a it's easy to read, and b I've had this yearbook since you know x number of years, but it's also upside down. And uh, you know, I, I've seen—you know—as an avid reader, I've seen plenty of ways that you put the title of something on the spine of a book.
1: This is not one of them. Hey man, it's an artistic statement. It's what happens when you have high schoolers deal with uh, the uh, triple digit uh, price tag. Not everything not everything is art. <laughs> Heather comes barging down my door. <laughs> oh, oh dear. Anyway,
0: yeah. uh, uh <laughs> well, beat off a couple of years and I'll I'll before we close out and I'll I'll read out some of um, mine.
1: Oh well. Before we read uh, some quotes, you want to hear? You want to hear the time where uh, I was? Uh, <laughs> I'm just gonna put it to you this way. They captured a faux political side of me in high school. Whereas you know how like certain segments of the yearbook are dedicated to like you know student opinions, student activities. Yeah. On two pages. And it's probably the most hysterical high school misrepresentation of the 2016 election i've ever heard Mm -hmm. Uh, or should i say i've ever seen myself retelling i didn't even know what i said but to see it kind of embossed in uh, (coughs) in history is really kind of making me cringe let me see if i can find the page okay so, mind you, this is the 2016 election, and this is when um, I think we were just strictly covering a uh, uh, sort of like a left-wing bias of like the whole Bernie versus Hillary kind of meme setup. Right. So, what do you think of the current presidential candidates from Sebastian Shug graduation year 2016? <laughs> Ahem. I think Bernie Sanders has some good ideas. Dot dot dot. I just don't know if he's going to implement them properly. Mind you, this was me trying to sound intellectual, right? Mm -hmm. I didn't give a fuck about politics back then. But you know, they kind of just took me out of. They took me out of the classroom and they were just like, "Hey, we want to know your opinion." And I had no idea they were going to ask me this. I cringe at my high school self and ironically the time where I was probably the most confident in my life.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But. Yeah. I, uh,
0: I, I kind of had a similar, some slightly similar situation where um, they had us, they had a, a bunch of yearbook students just randomly walk into classrooms asking for like a handful of students and they would ask them a question so they could get a quote, and then on top of that, they would get a picture. So
1: yeah, 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 would, yeah, that's what they would because do because they
0: were because they were trying to find some fancy schmancy way of filling out so that it, it's not like as though all these pages. As I'm looking at this, it's not like as though all these pages were full of just candid's of students.
1: Yeah, well, and, they also or, they also wanted to like I feel intentionally catch people in the moment you know what i mean which was sort of like it sort of lends to the whole like aestheticism of it i guess
0: so i was asked the question and of course as i look at this picture of myself i'm realizing that uh as long as i'm in quarantine my hair is going to look like this again uh god it's weird looking at myself in this picture uh the question i was asked is what is the best compliment you've ever received to which my response was this so one girl always tells me I remind her of Michael Sarah. Now, I respect Michael Cera. I respect <laughs> that, Michael, Sarah. I, respect Michael Sarah. I think he's a talented actor, but – and, of course, as I'm looking on this page, I'm noticing that that said girl is on the opposite page. So Is that
1: is that your whole response, though?
0: That was my whole response, or at least uh, that was the response that they had documented, yeah.
1: God,
0: and mind you, out of all my yearbooks, I think this was the one that clearly they they did a fairly decent job on. Um, so I can't fault them too much. There's stuff in here acknowledging what happened in the news, i.e., colored bacon, what? that the homeless man from Ohio, with the Golden Voice, and KFC's double down.
1: Shit was fucking crazy back in that. As, what, what was your graduation year? 2014.
0: Uh, oh god, no. Mine was 2013. Oh, 2013. Okay, yeah. But <laughs> mind you, this is soft. This is only sophomore year. So this we're talking right two, uh, a couple years prior. Um, and I know there's at least one in here that was interesting where somebody referred to me. Uh, somebody wrote, "Michael Sarah, you were so awkward plus adorable." And then they include a sentence about somebody that I think they thought I was going to date this person, and I didn't. And then they said, uh, stay awesome, mi amigo. Um, And then on top of that, you have the one lovely person who put, dear Ryan, I, and then just wrote nothing but squiggles. So, uh, and then they refer to themselves as Buddha cheese, whatever that could mean. Um, Uh, I'm sure it was funny back then. I'm, I'm sure I'm sure that was a kush that I wasn't aware of back in the day.
1: I'm, I'm seeing a lot of, uh, sorry, I'm just scrolling through my quotes now. I actually found my middle school yearbook too, which is even more of a cringe, yeah. of a cringe fest. Uh, there's a lot of phone numbers in here and I'm tempted to call most of them. Oh, no, I'm, I'm tempted you to know, do that
0: with some of mine as well. Yeah.
1: Uh, I think, like, sort of the general consensus of what I'm seeing here, um, because th- there there is a big stretch from 2012 memes to 2016 memes. Oh, uh, my. That is a stretch. But, but the general consensus in both of your books seems to be about, like, my drawings, you know, um, a lot of people that I wouldn't even think I met. I think a lot of girls who liked me because I was tall, and that's really about it, which is the same vapidity I would have expected in high school anyway. Yeah. Um, But. Actually, I just found. There's one quote that kind of sticks out here.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: Uh, Good luck at Redacted because the college name is here. Next year. It was awesome getting to know you and Eric, a good friend of mine. Uh, keep your head high, pray your dick long, and remember dot dot dot. Keep your pullout game strong. Jesus, uh, I I don't even know the initials. I, I don't want to know. I you know well, I really, well, you know. Well, here, here's something interesting that I'm I'm finding. Like it, it's it's cr- it's cringy to me that. Mm-hmm. You know, not only who the person I was, which thank God I'm not that person anymore, but it's it. more so of like, you know, I'm really like I'm I'm given a spectacle on how people lived their lives back then. Like what the fuck went through people's minds when they wrote in my yearbook or your yearbook, you know, and this is it. This is most likely the last time I will ever see this person's name in my life, which is sad. But, you know. Check out this one. Hey, it's your black friend. JK, I'm mixed. Angry face. You probably won't remember how I look 50 years from now because I'm not in the yearbook. Haha, ha, page 189, camera shy. Fuck, uh-huh. the, fuck the high school. Because like people who didn't take their pictures were on like a separate page. Right. Oh, hi to Sebastian's future kids. If you're reading this, I was your dad's favorite person ever. He loves me. Well, I, I, I got a ton of those jeez oh, um I hate to break it to you hate to break it to you uh specific person who's listening who probably won't even remember what they wrote you were all right <laughs>
0: <laughs> but then I there's mean... this one that that i guess in a weird way kind of sums up my graduation year go ahead um and I don't even remember. I, I, I hate to say it, but I don't remember the person who wrote this, and I have to look them up in the yearbook. Uh, this is perfect, um, perfect source of information. <laughs> um, but they put, "Hey there, stud Ryan. Oh, you God. is the coolest humanities homie ever. I hope your life is YOLO, swag, peace." And then they wrote a peace sign, and then they mm-hmm. wrote their signature like, "I'm." freaking social security and then they wrote they printed out their name and then that was that so it's uh, i oh the the, the gems
1: uh, no, gem oh friend. no 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 oh, I... he, he, here's a gem i'll show you a gem and this is sort of on the same uh the same perspective that you were saying it's like you know did these people want to do something over the summer um i'm gonna preface this now this is from an ex-girlfriend of mine oh dear who who We actually, um, we actually are uh, pretty good friends. Uh, But the thing is, it's like, I think because nothing really did happen, like it was easy to to be friends. Um, But she was like, hey, Sebastian, I'm so glad I met you. You're such a great, sweet, intelligent guy. And I know you're going to be successful in the future. I love how you can keep a conversation. I hope we stay in touch after you leave. We should hang out during the summer, have fun in college. A lot of exclamation marks. I wish you all the best, have a great life, uh, heart, and then her name. Which, this is only going to make sense to the both of us when I say that she became quite a fan of our fraternity <laughs> a few years later. Oh, yeah. uh, that And that's, and that's hard uh, to even More, speci- I, more specifically, a uh, specific upperclassman. Oh, no. Oh, no, indeed. Oh, no, indeed. But you know what? Uh, I wish her the best as well, you know, as like a friend, because uh, she's doing well. And honestly, a lot of these people in here, like they're doing well. I would yeah. never in my I would never in my right mind think to contact them, because honestly, it's probably the self-deprecating side of me. What would I have to contribute to their lives as they're living them right now? They probably don't even remember me. Right. So, you know. It's sort of like leaving them alone out of respect. Now, of course, there's the people that I do still see at, you know, university, or I saw, boo-hoo, that retained the, you know, we went to middle school together, we went to high school together, we're going Mm. to college together now. And I have one of those people right here, one of my dear friends, uh, his name's Eric, I've known him since first grade, Mm
0: -hmm. and
1: he wrote a long fucking block of text, but it's these types of messages that made me make me pretty sad you know it 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 kind of harkens back to all the good memories um but when you're five shots in of crown royale the other night when we tried to record this for the first time uh (laughs) it does things but anyway you got any more zingers uh
0: i i think for now that's just it. looking at looking at the time i think that's that's all i'm gonna yeah. read okay. off for now um, I, think on
1: a, I think on a happy note uh we should leave it off on
0: we're we're still kicking it we're still gonna keep this show going even with uh, quarantine not letting up anytime soon despite uh friends of ours saying august which is total hogwash smash and where can the good people find you
1: oh god uh let's see well where can't they find me (laughs) my ego knows no bounds no you're your your book Uh, god look at all look at all these quotes see people like me ryan you know anyway you you can find your book doesn't mean you're in the yearbook (laughs) no i I got i got a political page dedicated to me you know i don't i don't really know about bernie sanders i think he has some good ideas oh like that wasn't like that quote wasn't fucking dated (laughs) I I don't know. I mean, last twice. It it was relevant Uh, even
0: even up until April eighth of this year, the the day Trump won re-election. So,
1: but uh, anyway, the people could find me. just sort of in general, feel free to type in Sebastian Shug on Google. No, I'm kidding. Uh, but you can do that in order to find my publishing platform, Sebastian Shug Publishing. You can also find me available on Instagram and Twitter under the handle Dr. DrSebby. That's D-R-S-E-B-B-Y for Instagram. And D-R underscore, yeah, thanks, S-E-B-B-Y for Twitter. Uh, there you can find my jokes and politically incorrect opinions abound, much like this show. <laughs> Where can the good people find you as well? I need to stop. I, see I was, a... I was, I was pulling on my on my mustache because I was trying not to laugh so hard. Uh... <laughs> I need to, I've been going this whole episode, but anyway, sorry. Where can they find uh, you?
0: Well, for all the good people out there listening, uh, if you want to find me on Instagram, occasionally uh, pondering. Pondering absurdity and sharing the news, you can certainly find me on Instagram, at Mancini Ryan. And, as I mentioned earlier in the show, if you want to see me uh, point out flaws in the California unemployment department. Get um, off
1: your soapbox, Ryan!
0: There is a proper proper name for it that I will get right. (laughs) Um, But if you want to see me over there on Twitter, you can always find me at Mancini R.A., Uh, All the details for our episode will come up after we wrap up. And, yeah, it's been another humdinger of a week. And we'll we'll see. (laughs) i
1: stopped counting the days. Maybe maybe
0: next week Trump will be telling us to, I don't know, eat each other. Who knows?
1: And with anyone with a brain or with any modicum of self-respect, we'll all be belly aching we'll see you guys next time
0: you've been listening to mars on life please make sure that you find us over on social media at mars on life show on both twitter and on instagram and on top of that you can find this show on anchor spotify and apple podcasts our artwork is done by zachary erbrick and our intro music is space explorers by kevin mcleod i've been ryan mancini my co-host as always is sebastian shug And just remember, if you keep on going, you'll make it to Mars.